this place is not just for married couples. It is in a very special way a beautiful place for those who are living out this awesome sacrament of holy matrimony. And there I use awesome not the way we colloquially use it, basically meaning cool. Here I mean awesome as in awe-inspiring. Something that is just so breathtakingly beautiful that you may be a living image of Christ's love for the church. That, that people can think to themselves, oh, I wish I could see what it looks like for how God loves my soul. And they can look at you and say, I got a glimpse of it. I got a glimpse of God's self-sacrificial love by looking at how they look at each other, by looking at how they sacrifice for one another. But of course, it's not just about the married couples. The beauty of Jesus' first miracle coming at a marriage banquet is that that's the point of it all. It's for him to come and bring his bride back to himself. All throughout the Old Testament, we have that exact same theme echoed through the pages where God is in search of his people that he created, not to just be distant creatures, not to be his pets, not to be his servants, but to be in the closest familial bonds with him, whether it be the analogy of children and a father or bride and a bridegroom. He wants to be closer to us than to simply have us as his servants. And that's what we remember here today, is that Jesus actually loves us. He, he doesn't just tolerate us. He doesn't just say, oh yeah, this, my creature, eh, he's fine. No, he says, you specifically I would die for. You specifically, I want to be closer to you than a man and a woman are in marriage. And so this is a place of renewal for marriages, but also healing within marriages. Because we all have checkered histories with that. We, we might say, oh, my life just was this one glorious uh, love story. That's great. But there are others who might be sitting here with broken hearts. And the Lord is here to heal all of us and to remind us that the most important relationship we will ever have is the one that we have with him. And of course, here we encounter his mother in a special way. Because how often is it that we feel so foolish in our living out of the faith, much like those servers? We feel like the things that he's calling us to make no sense. How often do the rules of the church feel that way even within matrimony, right? There are so many things that are counterculture and we might think that it makes about as much sense as someone telling us, fill those stone jars with water when wine is what's needed. But we need Mary to teach us faith and trust and obedience, to be able to say to us over and over and over again, do whatever he tells you. Trust him, for he loves you. This is just the beginning of him showing his healing love for you. And then, I like to imagine myself in this gospel. 
And, and how often is it that I'm just the one that's doing God's will and I'm thinking, this feels like it's not going to be enough, God. I, I, I'm going to look like a fool. Look, I have this cup full of water and you're telling me to bring this to the head waiter as if it's wine. I don't have enough. I'm not adequate. How often are those the lies that we've internalized? But if we follow this beautiful, gentle command of Mary, do whatever he tells you. If we do it in trust, we take that water and we say, God, you're going to do something with this. I don't know what it is. I might look like a fool, but I'm your fool, so it's okay. When it touches the lips of the head waiter, it will be the most delicious wine. Mary teaches us to trust that God is doing incredible things even through the water that we have. We might think the situation calls for wine. If we give our water, God will do something with it. Just like yesterday, we might think we need so much, but if we just give our five loaves and two fishes, the Lord will meet the need. And so today we all renew our vows our baptismal vows to the Lord. We're not going to officially do that. But all of us can turn to the Lord and realize, even though I've been blessed by so many relationships, the relationship my heart most longs for is to be a faithful member of your bride, the church. To be able to realize that you love me better than anyone ever will. To realize that all of my other relationships are actually raised up by that realization because I realize they're a reflection of your love for me. And we ask God for the grace to be able to reflect his love as well as possible in all of our relationships. And so in a moment, I'm going to be inviting those married couples to be able to renew that blessed and beautiful sacrament that they have. But some of you are feeling very distant from your spouse at this moment. Well, there's no geographical boundaries for marriage, right? It's not like within a radius of 100 miles, then you're married. But if you, if you cross away from that threshold, sorry, no more. No, right now, across time and space, you can renew your love for your spouse. Right now, you can bring to the Lord the water of however you've been living. Maybe you're going through difficulties. Maybe you've come here out of desperation saying, Lord, save something in this relationship. But if you're doing whatever he tells you, if you bring that water to him, he can turn it into the most exquisite wine. For all of the married couples here today, I pray that there, there may be a before and after, right? That it was good up to this point, but whew, after, the good wine started flowing all the more.